Good morning, City of Hope. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm thankful you're here. (laughs) The Holy Ghost really draws to us when we're thankful and humble and grateful. Now look at your neighbor. This is the last time you have to talk to him. But look at him and say, God has a word for you. You're going to get a word. This morning. Um, Let me just start off by saying, I had prepared something else to speak to you, which is kind of funny. That's how God is. And it was about the blessing of the weight. I don't sound like a blessing, does it? (laughs) Most of us don't like waiting. Um, But the Lord uh, changed it. So that told me that the blessing of the weight is not needed here. That means that those of you in this room that's been waiting, you don't have to wait no more. (laughs) So that's a good word right there. That's worth just showing up for this morning. So um, let me just, I know this is pastor appreciation and it may be different than probably anyone you've seen because I prayed this morning and I take this seriously. Um, Anytime we stand behind the pulpit and we're representing Jesus Christ, it's serious business. And so when I I prayed about you, I was like, God, what do they need? Not, what do I need? What am I going through? Sometimes God will use that. You'll go through things and the Lord will use that and you'll be able to speak to other people. But I said, God, what do they need? What do your people need this morning? So he gave a powerful, encouraging word. And I'm going to pray over you before I speak it to you. And I may not be long, because when the Holy Ghost is done, I'm done. So I may not be long. So let me pray over it real quick. So Father, I just thank you, Jesus. I thank you for who you are. And I thank you that you're an on-time God. Holy Ghost... I just get up underneath your wing like Psalms 91, and I hide there this morning. And God, I'm like Isaiah. I say, here am I, God. Use me. Now, God, I just ask you to just speak to your people today in such a manner that it's clear, that it's clear and they understand well, God, and that it's a word in season that it's a kairos word, God, it's an on-time word, God, and that the people in this room will never be the same again. Let each word not fall to the ground, but let it pierce the spot that it needs to go. And Holy Ghost, we call upon you now. We need you. And it's by the Holy Ghost and fire that we're even able to stand up here. So, Lord, we just ask you to seal all the words and everything that's done here. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I'm going to say something briefly because it is Pastor Appreciation Day. So let me brag on the pastors a little bit this morning, and then I promise we'll get straight to it. But how many knows that being a leader or being a pastor, it's almost like a thankless job. Sometimes you put in long hours. Your wife is there supporting you there's times that you just don't feel like you're getting any support anywhere else. Now, honor, we're Christian folk, so we should be honoring. 
So honor is due already. But I read recently, and it's true, respect is earned. Respect is earned. So not only do I honor these men of God, I respect them. I respect them. The Word of God says this. And listen, you're special because God gave you three of the finest. You're special. You're a special group of people. It speaks well of you that he planted them here. And so 1 Corinthians, it says this, that you have 10,000 instructors or teachers, but not many fathers. And I've begot you by the gospel. So I've probably known Pastor Donald and Rachel probably longer than anybody in this building in ministry besides Darlene. (laughs) Me and my family, my husband and I, we've known them the longest. And in that time, they've been so good to us. I can't even explain it really. You know, um, people who are in covenant with you, they don't run off when it gets hard. That's a father. And I know that Eldon and I, in chronological age, are older, but not in the spirit realm. And thank you so much for being and believing and pushing and sometimes pulling and being there for us every step of the way because that's what family does and and you're my family so we're a product of your investment from the ministry and I thank you for that I honor you for that and brother Clay I had a dream about him I'm gonna tell this I had a dream about him once and I told him about it and he's a young man but in the dream he had white snow hair Young like he is now, young like he is now, but he had white snow hair. And uh, the word of the Lord was that he carries himself with such wisdom. Now, we need to have wisdom, do we not? We need discernment. We need leaders who are uh, leading us with the wisdom of Christ and godliness and sold out and committed. And so I'm so thankful for Brother uh, Clay and Andrea, and I've already said Donald and Rachel. Rachel is special to my family. She's like a mama to Tara. She's not, again, she's not old enough to be Tara's mama, but she is anyway. And then Brian Coville. Brian, do you remember that dream I told you about, that you had a medal on, and you're a warrior? Had a dream about, about Brian, too. Now, many of y'all don't know Brian, but if you don't, get, get to know him. For one, he's funny. <laughs> he's funny. He, I love being around him. He, he makes me and my husband laugh. And you don't know me a lot, probably um, a lot of you. I like to laugh. I really like to laugh. So he's funny. But not just that. He's a warrior. He's a military man. He's a commander. And God puts in positions. It says the Lord puts up and the Lord puts down. So we need to respect those that God has put in authority over us and honor them. So I honor you both. I honor you. A little Shauna, she's got a love for people. And when she stands up here and worships, that's what spews out because that's what needs to be. So having said that, I'm going to move on into the word. So like I said, I was praying 
about you guys and what to speak over you. And God took me to a curious place. And to be honest with you, it's not scriptures I read a whole lot. Because it's, the, um, it's the, in the books of the minor prophets. Now those minor prophets were rough fellas. But they had major things to say. So they might have been a, a minor prophet, but they had major things to say. And this prophet, Zephaniah, he, let me give you a little history lesson. He was the ninth of the 12 minor prophets. And his name means Yahweh is hidden or protected. So he was born in the kingdom of Judea, which is now Israel. And he was a prophet who prophesied in the days of Josiah. That was the king at the time. And that's the, the age that he prophesied in. And the words that he said, if, when you read that, the, in, these minor prophets, their chapters aren't long, but they're power-packed. And some of them, you might want to skip. <laughs> if you're having a bad day, don't, don't read Zephyr, don't, or don't, don't read um, Noam, or Naaman, yeah. Because his name means comforter. After you read it, you might need some comfort, is all I'm saying. It, it was rough. Some of these guys were rough. But that's how prophets are. And don't we still believe in the fivefold ministry here? We do. We do. So um, this is the scripture. And it starts in Zephaniah 3 and 14. And it says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all thy heart. O daughter of Jerusalem, the Lord has taken away thy judgments. He has cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see any evil anymore. In that day it shall be said in Jerusalem, Fear not thou, and to Zion. Let not your hands be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee, and he is mighty. He will save, and he will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love, and he will joy over thee with singing. I will gather them that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly who are of thee to whom the reproach of it, is, it was a burden. Behold, at that time I will undo all that has afflicted thee. I will save her. And I will gather her that was driven out, and I will give them praise and fame in every land where they have been put to shame. And at the time will I bring you again, even in that time will I gather you, for I will make your name and praise among all the people of the earth. And when I turn back your captivity before your eyes, saith the Lord. Now, what, God, what is God saying to us there? How many knows that it's, it's not always looked upon well when you tell somebody you're from southeast Kentucky? For one, they, they put stipulations on us and, and wrong judgments. And I remember once I heard a preacher saying it so good. She said, do not confuse my dialect with my intellect. 
because sometimes we're looked at that we're not that smart or that we don't get it. But God is saying in these scriptures that he's about to change all that. He's about to change all that. He's about to do a shift in the heavenly realms. And over your lives, he's about to shift the things that people have looked down on you about. And he's about to use you in such a way that nobody will be able to doubt that it is the Lord that's doing it. And when we, when we get a word like this, the Lord says that he's going to praise and sing over us. How would you like to be sung over by God? God has seen the things that Manchester, Kentucky has been through. He has seen the things that southeastern Kentucky has been through. And they tell jokes, and they make cartoons, and they say things. But the Lord says, no more. No more. So that is a powerful word. And the thing about being under reproach, it becomes a burden to those that are underneath it. And what happens is it takes a hit to your identity. And you stop believing again. And you think it's never going to happen again. And you wrestle with the things that you know that God's already spoken over your life. And somewhere along the way, you give up on it. But the Lord says that he will take away the reproach that is upon us. And that he will save us. And that he is going to gather her together and I will praise. And their fame in every land where they shall be. And we won't be put to shame. Now, come on. That is a good word this morning for this church. I realized as I was getting this word together who I was speaking to. There's some warriors in this room. There's some people that have been through some hard things. And you've almost given up on the dreams and on the words and the things that's been spoken over your life because you're, you get tired of waiting. And so I told you I was going to speak a sermon on blessing in the wait. But the Lord says the wait is over. It's time to step in now to what he's called us to do. And when the Lord stands up for you, when God is the one who speaks on your behalf, and why in the world would you ever fear men? Because God is the one who stands beside you. And he will back you. And I heard the Lord say that every word that comes out of your mouth, that he's raising up a remnant in this end age, that every word that comes out of your mouth will never hit the ground. But you will see it with your own eyes. You will see it with your own eyes. And the words that you speak will be divinely inspired by the Holy Ghost because we're going to connect with heaven. We're going to turn in to the frequency of heaven and we'll turn our ears to the frequency of heaven. So when it is spoken, we're going to speak what heaven says. We're going to say what heaven says. And we're going to believe for what heaven says. If you could open your eyes to see what is happening in the spiritual realm, Sometimes we're just too fleshy. We're just too in the natural. And we forget what God is speaking and what God is saying and what God is showing. 
And there's a time where the remnant, and this is who he's talking about. You read the rest of this book, and that is who he's talking about. He's talking about a remnant. And you go in chapter 2, and he talks about the remnant that will be spared and that he will bring up during that time. And God's talking to a remnant this morning. And you're mighty, and you're an army, and you're more than enough, and you're qualified. And he's brought you now for such a time to live in this age to make the greatest impact in the nation, in the country, in the state of Kentucky and the place that he's planted you in the city that you live, in the community that you live in, the place that you work. Sometimes we forget how influential we are. But when you walk in a room, the atmosphere is supposed to change. It should shift because you're not walking in alone. You carry the Holy Ghost. And as I'm speaking, it's like I, I see something over your minds. And some of you have forgotten just who God called you to be. You've forgotten it. So when the enemy comes to you and tells you the lies, don't listen to them. Don't listen to what the world would say about you. Because it would be easy to fall in. And God would have us to turn our ear to what heaven is saying. And let us be people that were bold enough to speak what heaven says. It's not popular. It's uncomfortable. And sometimes it's just awkward. But when God's put you in a place to speak and open your mouth, wherever that is, then you do it. And you do it with the spirit of excellence. What I like about our pastors is this. I've seen so many gifted people, really, supernaturally gifted, charismatic. But there are very little people that have character and integrity to back that up. And when you read the book... It's not always promised that because character and integrity is developed. You have to develop it. And so when you have all of that gifting, character and integrity and honor, and it's all wrapped up in the same person, that's a worthy person to follow. Again, there's many instructors but there's very little fathers that are fathering in the earth right now. And that's why people feel desolate and alone. But when you have that, and it's special, then you follow it. Anyone could be a manager. Anybody can manage. But there are very few leaders. Because leadership is only effective if you have people willing to follow you. And God's raising up a people that he's going to bless, that your name's going to be known in the land, not for your sake, but for his. And they're going to be men and women of character and integrity that will walk in honor, filled with the Holy Ghost, that'll speak when heaven is speaking. And they will say words that when you speak, that heaven there's one verse that says, Jesus stands up. Jesus stood up. 
It's one thing if I stand up for you. It's another one Jesus does. And Jesus is standing up for you. These scriptures say that God is taking up for you. I want to transition into um, the next scripture that I have for you. And it all relates. It's interlocked. It's interconnected. And it's Psalms 126, 1 and 6. And forgive me, because I have a King James Version. I'm going to read right along with you. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with them. God spoke this scripture over you this morning. Because go back to the front. Because he's the God of hope of the dreamers. He spoke to me and said that there are dreamers in this room. And some of you have forgotten your dream. And he wants to speak to that place that you've almost forgot. Because it's just been a dream in your heart. And the thing about waiting for a dream is it looks like it's never going to come. But the word of the Lord for you this morning is the wait is over. The wait is over. Go back to that first verse. In Psalms, because it, it, it bears repeating. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Who dreamed. What are you dreaming? What are you dreaming? What has God put in your heart to do? We all got a dream. And some of it, you were young. And you've just about given up on it. But what are you dreaming? Because I'm speaking to Hope Dreamers this morning in City of Hope in Manchester, Kentucky. Hope Dreamers this morning. And it's the God of the dream that is going to turn it around in your life. It's the God of the dream. It doesn't happen by happenstance. He's the one that placed that dream on the inside of you. And then we learn by society or the cares of life and we squash it. We give up on it. But the Lord says that I'm speaking to hope dreamers. Some of it, it may be your marriage. Some of it, it may be your mind. It may be your children. Or you have a dream that's so big, you're scared to even say it. But the Lord says that he's the God of the hope dreamers. And that's who I'm talking to this morning. I've got a few more scriptures to share with you. And I know I'm talking calm up here. But please don't misunderstand me. I'm prophesying over you this morning. I'm speaking a word, a kairos moment in time for you to pay attention to. Because when the Lord speaks something to us, I used to think when I was young in this thing that it was just automatic. No. Some things you got to fight for. 
You got to fight for it. You got to believe it. And God told me one time that people were upset with him because they were the ones that gave up on the dreams. He's the one who gave it to them, but they're the ones who gave up on them. So why are you mad at God? Why are you mad at God? Fight for your dream. I don't care how old you are, how much hair on your head that's turned gray, or some of you got to die, or some of you don't have any. It doesn't matter as long as you've got breath in your lungs, no matter what your age is. Just like Jeremiah, you're not too young. You're not too young. So go back to the dream. Go back to the hope. Go back to the hope of that dream that God's placed on the inside of you. And I know I'm talking calm, but I promise you there's things shifting in the spirit realm as I'm speaking. There are things in your heart that God is a light, putting light and fire back on because that's what he wants you to put the, put the wood to to kindle it. He's asking you to go back to that place and throw fire back on the fire of where your destiny is and where it resides. You know, prophetic words go out, and some of you may not understand this, but let me just speak it to you anyway because you don't know until somebody tells you. Prophetic words are spoken over you to say, and oftentimes it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. That's His intention for you. That's His will for you. But you got to be an active participant with that Word. And you got to grab hold of it. And you got to be like a bulldog and tear into that thing and never give up on it. Pray until you see it. Pray until you see it. So, God, I thank you that you've got dream, hope, dreamers in this place, God. And you're speaking a word to them. And even as I'm talking, I see fire falling in this place. And I see fire in the hearts of people. And I see fire on top of their heads, Lord, because you're enlightening them. You're, you're firing it back up again. You're stoking the fire that was once there, Lord. And some of them have went down to an ember, God, but you're blowing the wind back on it. You're blowing the wind on it, God. You're igniting it again inside of them. And God, I give you praise for it. In Jesus' name. Jeremiah 30 and 3. And this is the Message Bible. Look, he's talking straight to you. The time is coming when I will turn everything around for my people, both Israel and Judea. I, God, say so. I'll bring them back to the land that I gave them and their ancestors, and they'll take up ownership again. What a powerful word this morning. God is going to restore. And he's going to turn everything around. And he's the God of the turnaround. And sometimes we get in such a rut and we get in, such a, in our own heads that we give up on the turnaround. We give up on it. It looks hopeless. It don't look like it's ever going to change. But the Lord says that he's going to turn it around. He's going to turn it around. And the last scripture I have for you, are you asleep? Okay. Just making sure you're still with me. Is Zechariah 9 and 12. 
and it's the NIV. Return to your fortress, you prisoners of hope. Even now, I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. Can you believe for that word this morning? Can you believe God for the word that he is going to restore twice as much as what you've been stolen from you that, that the enemy has taken? The word of God also says if you recognize a thief, he's got to pay it back. How many times, Pastor Clay? That's right. Seven times. So if you can recognize a thief... He owes you back time. He owes you back peace. He owes you back joy. He owes seven times he owes it to you. Once you discover where the thief is, he owes it to you back. All the years that it looked like nothing was happening, every time that you would get up in the morning and you didn't know if you were going to make it or not, if this was the day, he has to pay it back to you, everything that's been taken from you. So I just want to thank you this morning. This isn't the typical pastor's appreciation, <laughs> and I know it, but the Holy Ghost is here, and it don't have to be spooky, and it don't have to be weird, and it's just as powerful because he's resting in this room, and he says there's some people that ain't had peace in a long time. You've gave up on peace. There's some of you that's gave up your dreams, seeing your family come back, or the hope that he's given you in your heart to do a work for him, and it don't look like it's going to happen. And I know I'm talking calm, and that's all right. But what I'm saying is no less backed up by the Holy Ghost. And he wants to move in your life in such a way that only you could say that it was him. And those that know you are going to say that it was him who did it. So I'm going to pray for you this, mor this morning. And then we're going to do an altar call. And I know this wasn't real preachy this morning. But that's all right. It's a word from the Lord for you. Now, are you going to participate? Are you going to partner with heaven? Are you going to believe God for the greatness that lives on the inside of you? So I'm going to ask you right now. I'm going to get the prayer, or the prayer team. Those of you that come up here and pray for folk, come up to the front. The worship team's going to get in place. And I'm going to ask you, Every hope dreamer in this room, if you've got a dream that you've given up on, if you believe the word of the Lord for you this morning, if you can see into the spirit realm, if you can hear and turn your ear to the frequency of heaven and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, then I ask you to come. Come. And if you've given up on your dream, come, come, Jesus' name.